Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Shout out to the fam, man. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're now rocking with the Sports Coma with Big Q and the guys, where we have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports family. Much love to the fam. Please feel free to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Feel free to hit the share button as well. Uh, sorry for the late show family. I had a previous stream. I was on the Pelican Post Game Report. We were recapping the full day of activity for the Pelicans media. 
uh, players, stuff like that. We kind of went over what happened today. So that kind of ate into this stream. But listen, I'm glad I'm with you guys. Much love to you guys. I hope you, your week is starting off fantastic. Despite the obvious stuff that's going on in the league, of course, with the uh, the uh, stuff that's going on with the Saints. I mean, we're going to make sense of it. So shout out to everybody, man. Thank you all for being here in the stream. Chase, Earl, good to see you, fam. Appreciate you. Put Dennis back at D.C. Hire Gruden as H.C. Gruden's case is right now, he has a case with the NFL that's, that's this month. So we'll see how that all works. It's an interesting idea that the Saints do kind of reach to John Gruden, see if he can help them out. That's what I'm thinking, the, the Derek Carr thing. And, of course, they won't go into it. But I, I think eventually if this is a thing and this is a connection outside of the case, once everything is comes through and completes legally for John Gruden, probably I'm telling you, Derek Carr, and this is commonsensical, even though there's no evidence, but you can get like a sense of it that that was Carr reaching to his old buddy Gruden, who he had the most success with, you know, to help him find out a way to have a seamless transition to this offense and it just hasn't come together yet. So we'll see what's happening. T-Dirty, what's up, my brother? How you doing? He says, I'm done letting this team stress me out. Okay. T-Dirty upset, man. And he sounds like a lot of the family members. Shout out to Eric. Shout out to my dog, T-Dirty, Country Rail. T-Mama, good to see you in the, in the stream. Queen, much love to you. Hope you're doing good out there as well. Uh, brother Edward, shout out to you. C-Bama, good to see you. Jason. Much love, fam. Pelicans, Nola, appreciate you. Carlton, what's happening, my brother? OG is in the building. Good to see you, OG. BP, shout out to you, fam. K-Man, Quavadius, everybody, man. Good to see y'all late uh, on this stream. What's up, K-Baby? Shout out to you as well. Good to see you. Did uh, Matter of fact, K, we did the uh, Canelo Alvarez versus Charlo. Man, what a disappointment. I kind of was, I kind of went off on Charlo, man, because it was he, all this tough talk he was doing about lines only, and he was lying, all right. <laughs> he was lying and he grabbed a bag and went on about his business. Just going to hurt his legacy a bit because he fought like he was a, he fought like he was a whoop cub. He really did. He was scared of uh, Canelo in there, and Canelo beat him up, could have knocked him out, but Canelo didn't press, you know. So, anyway. It's all on Ring Kings. I'm going to be doing more episodes of Ring King Box. As a matter of fact, a lot of the stuff that I've been doing, I'm going to ratchet it up uh, several folds. So it's just, just getting ready for all this. Quaveda says, got to go to work in the morning, but I had to come to see. And thank you, bro. Appreciate the, the support. Randy, how you doing, sir? Much love to you. Who that? Uh, who that? To that. Much love to you. Dana, what's popping, queen? My boy Slim was in the Pelicans postgame report. Shout out to you. Also, Brian was there as well. Snake bite. Shout out to you. Everybody, man. What's up, Brandon? How you feeling, brother? Good to see you as well, man. Yeah. <laughs> was it a duel? Yeah, man. I know you see. I told you them $20 nachos, bro. I told you, bro. Y'all think I'd be joking, man. I'd be joking a lot, but I'd be telling truth inside of my jokes, man. That's how I stop from going crazy. But anyway, man, shout out to you guys. I started to broadcast off with Hank, you know, claps and all that kind of stuff because you guys deserve it, man. Let's get right on into this one, man. And what are we talking about tonight, man? Saints Dennis Allen. Shout out to my guy, Niles Carpenter, one of our key Saints contributors, writing at thewhodaddaily.com. Y'all feel free to please support thewhodaddaily.com. We have a lot of great contributors that are uh, really, you know, helping us out. And this is a just a total community effort. You know, this is a homegrown, truly organic thing. This is not a corporate thing. This is truly organic uh, 
put together with a vision and people are just coming and helping. And I, and I implore you uh, to share articles to help that go along. So much love to you guys uh, as well. So Saints, Dennis Allen, staff, staff stability, key to over offensive revival. So Saints, Dennis Allen, no immediate changes. Offensive growth is no top priority. No staff changes coming. So Niles Carpenter, he says, in the midst of challenging a challenging start to the NFL season, the Saints head coach Dennis Allen has reaffirmed his commitment to the team's coaching staff and the ongoing efforts to improve their offensive performance. Allen made it clear during the press conference on Monday that there would be no immediate staff changes or alterations. Hold on here, family. Or no alterations in play calling responsibilities. He emphasized that making drastic coaching changes after just four games into the season would not be the right approach. Instead, the focus remains on finding ways to enhance their offensive output. The Saints' recent struggles were highlighted by their meager three field goals and a disappointing 26 9 loss. And uh, of course, to the Bucs, the team has now gone 10 games without scoring more than 27 points. Despite these challenges, Allen maintains a sense of urgency while avoiding panic within the team. He, be- he believes that the improvement will come from a combination of factors, including better positioning of players for success and improved execution on the field. Saints offensive coordinator Pete Carmichael is well aware of the criticism surrounding his position as the play caller often bears the brunt of scrutiny During these tough times, Coach Allen acknowledged that Carmichael recognizes his responsibility and is diligently working to address the offensive issues. In this team-oriented environment, accountability is key, and everyone from coaches to players is is expected to contribute to the solutions and improvements needed to achieve success in the coming weeks. So well put together by uh, Niles, doing a really good job. Uh, there, but listen, we're gonna play some of this stuff. I'm gonna play some guys, man. Uh, tonight we're gonna react to it because Dennis Allen did do a press conference. We'll play as much of it as I could stand. I'm also gonna play something from Carr, and I'm also gonna play something from his top the a top five offensive lineman, or in terms of his pay in the NFL that is not getting, you know, that's not performing as such. So there's a lot of stuff going on with the Saints. Offense is the key to this thing. And let me just say this about Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen is risking a lot of stuff right now. He really is. And I, there's nothing wrong with you believing in the personnel that you brought in, right? And he really didn't bring Pete Carmichael in. So he did have Clancy Barone, who I like at the tight end position. Deron, uh, Doug Marone needs to be question as well so a lot of the offense and a lot of these guys and they're going to pinpoint or uh you know highlight one guy and say well listen i'm doing what i'm supposed to do that guy over there need to step his ass up no they're not going to do that because that would violate the, the team principle we all win together we lose together i get that but when you the defense is not going to point at the offense not in front of you and say you're the problem in the locker room you know, we got you'll hear Cam Jordan or Demario Davis will say, hey, man, we got to y'all got to step it up over there. You know, you know that that, you know, talking to the guys, you know, that's like if you working with somebody and you in a factory setting or whatever. And one department who you're big, you know, that on the other side of the building, one department, 
that you depend on. It might be you're in manufacturing and they might have a person that's in product or whatever. And it's up to the product department or whatever, the resource department or whatever to bring whatever you need to make what you need to make so you can get it on up out of the dough. If they slacking on a pimping because they're over there taking longer uh, lunch breaks and over there playing around and shooting each other with water guns and all this madness. And then they come down and say, why y'all over here and getting this stuff out of here fast? You're going to say like, you know, you're going to be like, well, we over here doing it. You know, you go talk to them people over there because we got to do what we got. They got to do it so we can do it. What I'm saying is it takes a a combined unit, but the offense is clearly the problem here. And I'm going to show you guys some, some statistics after the fact about what really this just really ugly stuff that's going on with the black and gold, man. Uh, as it stands. So, yeah, he's taking a real chance here sticking with this offense right now. And people are asking him to kind of at least let Curry call plays the passing game coordinator kind of switch things up. But I can get a coach saying, listen, we're two and two. We're not on four. If they were on four, you know, you, it'll have a different vibe of energy to it. But two and two thinking he has the ability to say or the comfort level to say, yeah, let me just now nah, we're not going to do all that. Even though he promised changes, he did say changes. He promised changes the last game against Green Bay. Oh, there'll be some changes, you know. And now this game, the only change they did was they released a guy off a practice squad, some linebacker they never was going to use. You know, me personally, and it's not a a knee-jerk reaction for me, I would have really done something stern as a head coach. I would have released the fullback. I would have. I'm sorry. I would have put Prentice in the street and find me somebody else. I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry. I would have put them in the street because that's, uh, you know, some of this stuff, you got to kind of let them know. You got to give them a jolt. I would have I would have released Prentice. I'm sorry. You 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 you, he fumbled that ball inside the five with two arms on it after the interception. To me, to me, that was unforgivable. I would have put him in the street. I would have released him. I'm sorry. I would have and found me another fullback. Hell, we don't even use them anyway. We don't use them damn guys anyway. You know, and it what, what he need to know to stand in front of the running back and block or whatever, man, come on. I mean, sometimes, you know, you look at some of this stuff. I would have released him. I'm going to just be honest with you. I would have released his ass. But anyway, let's get on into here, man. Y'all put one in the chat. If y'all can hear Dennis Allen, man, we're going to react to this and Dennis Allen and see what he got to say. Y'all put one in the chat. If y'all can hear Dennis Allen, fam, here we go. Combination of things. I mean, I think, um, you know, I think we got to, um, put our guys in better positions to be successful. Um, and then I think we got to do a better job of executing it when we do. Um, you know, there's some, there's a few plays in the game where we have some opportunities and, and, and we didn't, we didn't take advantage of them. And then we get down there in the red area and a couple of times and end up taking some negative plays, which uh, forced us in some longer situations and we weren't able to convert. So, um, you know, it, 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 uh, uh, it's frustrating because I, th- I think we can be better than than we are, and yet, um, look, we're sitting here four games into the season at two and two, one game back in our division, and so we're not going to sit here and act like the sky's falling and, and the season's over. Um, do we have do we have to get better? Freaking a right, we do. All right, um, and and we need to do it quickly. Will you consider any coaching or personnel? No. Um, we won't make any um, coaching changes. Um, you know, I don't think that's. I've never seen that to be the uh, 
the right answer, uh, particularly when you're four games into the season. Um, and yet, we have to be better. Um, and I understand everybody's frustration, and, and believe me, everybody in this in this building's frustrated with it, um, because we we have to find ways to put more points on the board. Let me pause it right there, man. And listen, I to me, and this is just me talking. I don't know why I, I don't watched a lot of football over the years. We all have, and. I'm a, I'm a mix. I'm a combination of logic on this side and emotion. I think both you need both of them to get you know a, you know an overall vantage point of everything. And what's interesting to me is the fact that Dennis Allen, the people are mad at Dennis Allen for being Dennis Allen, but family, listen, Dennis Allen is a losing head coach in the NFL. Listen, I'm not disparaging him. I'm not putting not putting him down. I'm not speaking negative of Dennis Allen. I'm telling the truth. He's a losing head coach in the NFL. And why, why, are you, why are you telling us stuff we already know, Q? I'm saying this because Dennis Allen is a losing head coach because he doesn't have the principles or the experience as a head coach, the good experience that guys have that gets them through uh, really difficult times like this at that position. You get what I'm going at? See, so what I'm saying is it's a different effect if you have an Andy Reid or Bill Belichick. And I know I'm putting all these guys up because they're winners of Mike Tomlin, uh, uh, Harbaugh, you know, a, even a Kyle Shanahan who's not up there. But Kyle Shanahan or a Matt LaFleur in Green Bay. These are guys that are, you know, they're the tier uh, two or three underneath those other guys that I mentioned. But these guys have what it takes to win in the NFL. They know what it takes to win in the NFL. They know personnel. They know the identity of their, t- their team. And they know how to uh, make adjustments because he's the leader of the team. So if it's up to him to make these adjustments if these other guys can't. And I'm not mad at Dennis Allen like a lot of people are. I know who he is. That's why during the offseason, I was saying, did he go to leadership school? And people kind of laughed and say, ha, 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 Q, he got to leave. No, there's a such thing as leadership school. And it teaches how to lead people. In the business environment, it teaches you how to motivate people. It teaches you how to communicate with different people, different ways. It teaches you structure. It teaches you organization. It teaches you, uh, uh, you know, ability, you know, just different things, positive things that that move human beings in the same direction that come from diverse backgrounds. It's very important. If you got a CEO that's over the business and this is this guy has all of these positive traits, then you're going to have a very successful company because he understands what it takes to move people or motivate people to get to the next level together. Even though these same people that the con- the company is comprised of come from a diverse, multiple background uh, setting. So you got people that's from over here and over there. They might, you know, they came up differently, raised differently, believed differently. Some people might be this type of religion, that religion. They might have different teams, all this kind of stuff, but they all work together in the spirit and the harmony of the mission or the vision that was given to them by the guy that's run or the gal that's running the business. That's what I was asking. What did he learn last year? about his failings as a head coach for the Saints. And prior to that, and the only reason he got the job was because Sean Payton gave him the job. Nobody interviewed Dennis Allen. 
that that should have told people a lot because Dennis Allen could have got interviewed for other jobs just like other coaches was getting done. Nobody interviewed him. The only person that did was Sean was the Peyton was the Saints, and they did it because of Sean Payton. They listened to Peyton to take this guy. Now I know that's a bit of history, but what I'm saying is I'm not mad at Dennis Allen. He doesn't have what it takes to direct this team in the direction that we want to go. So the question is, what happens now? Do they mysteriously all of a sudden gel and get to that level? No. Because we and we've seen I'm not trying to disparage or uh, put your vision down on the team. I'm keeping it real. I'm listen. listen, I'm going to play this guy and I'm going to keep going. But what I'm saying is it's not going to be some uh, magical uh, wave uh, what you call it a wine waving moment. And then all of a sudden the Saints fit. They're good. Remember, just go back in your collective. Let me use history for a second just to remind the great Saint Tank Tank what happened last year. When they had players on the team that like my, uh, but Demario Davis, Cam Jordan, Elvin Kamara, some of our better players who are used to winning games and compet- and being competitive. What happened last year with those guys? They didn't step up and they didn't form player only meetings. They didn't take no leadership roles. They always sit up here trying to get you to fall asleep with their message and say, y'all just chill. We got this, all this kind of madness. They did that all last year while the boat was sinking. And we sitting up there yelling at them, telling them, hey, man, hey, dumbass, your boat, half your boat is in the water. The other half is on fire. You standing in the middle playing violin saying, but you just, hey, man, y'all rock with us. No, 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 bro. I'm trying to warn you that there's danger, fool. It's danger. But they went down with this whole, you know, we are the world spill or this whole little this this whole weird energy that we got this. No, you don't have it. They didn't have it last year. They didn't do. They didn't call not one one player only meeting. And I was yelling at them people saying, "Where the player only meetings?" Now I say all that say just to remind y'all of this because we're once again at a juncture. Well, I told y'all it wasn't about talent. We had talent last year. That team we had last year was more talented than the team that we had the previous year. We spent money and draft picks, and we did well last year and we couldn't get the dub what happened this year under 50 million dollars on a four-year quarterback what's going on with that well it's not about talent you got to know what to do with these guys the saints right now are suffering from an identity crisis they're suffering from a lot of things not one key thing is a multitude of different things that's afflicting this team and let me tell you it's going to take some searing reality, not just from the players, but they have to have somebody that's a leader in the offensive side of the building to take control of the unit. I don't know if such a player or a person exists in that building. You can hear Michael Thomas might be upset and might say some stuff on social media. Elvin Kamara might be upset on all this kind of stuff. But remember, they didn't do nothing last year. So why am I expecting them to do something this year? You know, the pressure's on. Family, and I'm going to play this guy, and I'm going to just say this. But remember the Green Bay game. They fell out. It happened in that fourth quarter with 11 minutes left. Nobody does that. No professional team in their right mind that's beating the team by 17 points. They got 11 minutes left in the game. Let the team score 18 points in 11 minutes, and they win the game on the build, and you walk out of there with your tail between your legs. Then you end up going back to the dome, the home confines of the dome, where everybody yelling their head out. You don't even get a touchdown in the game. You lose the, the game to 
Baker Mayfield, who I was calling Baker Montana on the show. Then we started creating little, you know, names for him and calling him Baker Testaverde, Baker Jackson, Baker Breeze, Baker Starbuck, Baker, all you know, all this kind of stuff. Baker Moon, <laughs> Baker Cunningham, Baker Vince Young, you know, all this kind of stuff. So we just was going off and on and all just making jokes about it because he might as well have been all of those men the way he was playing. I had seen Baker Mayfield play like that since he was at the University of Oklahoma. <laughs> he's scrambling and round and doing saints made both those quarterbacks, both Jordan love and Baker Mayfield looked way better than what they were way better. They couldn't get to him, couldn't knock him around. And then of course the offense could not run the ball effectively, despite the fact that AK 41 was back in the building. Uh, Michael Thomas is fully healthy. Chris Olavi's healthy. Rashid Shahid is there. All of the weapons are there and the saints don't know how to use them. Told you it wasn't a talent thing. They just don't have an identity. And just to be honest with your family, they're bad. They're just gone. They, they're, they're bad. They're bad. This is not Russ. This is a team that don't know what they're doing offensively. They're just being real. It ain't no way to cut it. This is a bad offense, not in talent, in terms of talent, but this is a bad mindset team ran by a unit, an offensive coordinator and a passing game coordinator who don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to take advantage of the talent that they have. And Dennis Allen, once again, don't be mad at Dennis Allen for being a person that making curious decisions because he's not a he's not a successful head coach in this league. It takes a certain mindset that comes up with a certain uh, way of thinking that makes correct actions toward the team. And this man is lacking that he, he, he barely takes accountability for his own issues and mistakes. So you expect the team, which is made in his image and likeness to take on the same, <laughs> the things that he don't represent. They're not going to grow something. You know, this team is a mirror image of Dennis Allen. They're what they're a up and down team. You know, we, they barely won the games in the first two weeks and now it shows. Now people are starting to get tape on you, figure you out and say, man, this team can't run the ball, man. Let's just run up a bunch of points. what they beat you by 20, 26 to nine. Let's just run up a bunch of points on them. And then they, they, they can't score any touchdowns. They had, what, two touchdowns, one touchdown in two games? They can't score any touchdowns. They got all these people. They can't move the ball, so let's just run. Let's just do what we do. They can't get to you. The Saints, and they played. And notice the game plan that Tampa Bay used against the Saints. They used a similar game plan. that They used a similar, very similar game plan with Green Bay used. That's why the results looked the same. Saints couldn't get to the quarterback, they couldn't sack him. Both quarterbacks were able to get rhythm throws on the Saints defense. Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes, it's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. 
Vote for veggies. The offense was stagnant the whole damn game. The offense got into the red zone, couldn't convert. They didn't put the proper personnel out there and the proper personnel that they did put out there. You had a quarterback that shouldn't even played was out there throwing the ball. That was a dumb decision. And I don't want to call a man dumb, but that was a dumb decision. The decision was dumb. But I'm not once again, I'm not mad at Dennis Allen because he doesn't know because he doesn't have what it takes to be a successful Head coach. He's a coordinator guy. It's a whole different world when you're a head coach. The man simply doesn't have it. And I and I'm a realist. I don't think he'll ever get it until he he don't even know what he's lacking. He really don't. He doesn't even take accountability. I'm looking at the dude, the dude making this is this is not a good idea. This whole thing with there'll be no changes. If there be no changes, you telling me there'll be no changes in offense, meaning there will be no changes on the field. You can't force them guys who don't know what they're doing get something and figure out what they're doing. If they don't know, you're going to have to bring somebody from outside the building. I don't care who it is, hire an analyst or somebody else to come in here and figure out what's going on with this team. No changes mean no changes on the field. Are we going to figure it out? Okay, we'll see. You got you is Dennis Allen versus uh, Belichick coming up. You got two road games. The Texans are playing good. The the Patriots just got blown out by the Cowboys, so they're gonna be pissed off. And you know, Bell Belichick ain't gonna play that. You go up there to Boston, you're gonna have to make sure you have you, you handle your business. So anyway, and then on top of that, tomorrow, fam, we'll have a reporter from the Boston Globe that'll be on the TSC tomorrow, previewing the Patriots and the Saints matchup. So for my TSC and Patreon family members, I got a little something for you tomorrow but anyway yeah you have the right kid man let's get back into it i'm sorry to have a, lo- a long ass spill on that but i just had to get that out man here we go correct correct like how do you walk that balance i, I think it's interesting <laughs> only four games into the season like you said yet you know you got to take stages of not kind of overreacting to something or panicking yeah yeah and still addressing maybe some things well look you know uh, up until the last six quarters, you know, I, I think we knew there were some challenges and the, some things that we needed to improve, um, and yet we were in a pretty good position. Um, and, and so, um, yeah, we, we we certainly got to look at it and, and see where we can get where we can get better. Um, and, and there's there's what what plays are we calling? Who are we doing them with? What are we asking our guys to do? Um, are we asking them to do the right things? You know, I think we go into, you know, after every game, we look at that. Um, look, there's, I told the guys today, I mean, there was a couple calls in the game defensively that I hated, you know, um, and I told them on a couple of occasions, I put them in a bad spot. You know, that happens from time to time. And there's going to be times where I'm going to make a crappy call and I need the guys to bail me out. And there's going to be some times where, you know, I'm going to put them in a great position to have a lot of success. So, um, you know, um, look, this is a team game. We're all in this, coaches and players in, uh, alike. And uh, we all have our, our hand in it. And we all have to be grown men and accept our accountability for, for where we're, we're not functioning well um, and, and look for ways to improve it. Yeah, well, look, some of it was based on, you know, what they were – look, I thought there were some – there was a couple of plays. I was a little disappointed that we fell down as many times as we did um, because there were some plays 
um, that I thought were out there on the field that really could have been huge explosive plays, and yet we get kind of tripped up or clipped up, um, and they end up being nice gains, but they're not the explosive plays that I think are out there on the field. Um, and that was in the return game. Um, that was offensively, and then I thought the missed – you know, the missed tackle on third and nine down there in the red area. I mean, we got three guys over there and we, we, we don't, um, and we kind of stumble around and don't get the guy on the ground. So, um, um, yeah, there's, 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 there's a lot that needs to be cleaned up. Obviously, that's probably further down the list of things you need to fix, but have you tried to address the field conditions at all? Because is it a new turf? Yeah, it's, it's, it's new, and I think they've basically, you know, um, my understanding is they, they, they basically kind of wanted every the leagues kind of wanted everybody to go to this you know particular uh, field surface, but um, it's not an excuse. I mean, we got to we got to be able to perform. You know, everybody's as, playing under the same conditions. As far as Derek's performance, was there anything in hindsight, whether it was the arm did affect him on some throws or decisions, or the lack of practice time? I mean, was there anything that that you can a equals b at all? Um. No, look, I mean, I, I really I felt like there was two throws in the game, really, that, that I thought, man, I thought he should have been on target with those. Uh, one was a, you know, kind of a bang throw over the middle to Michael Thomas, which I think, you know, could have been a decent gain. And then the the rail route down the sideline to Alave where he underthrew that ball. I mean, those were the two throws in my mind that kind of stood out to me that, uh, you know, I didn't think he, he, he did as well as he should have on that. Um, you know, so, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't second guess whether or not, you know, Derek was the guy to, to go into that game. Um, I still think he was the guy to go into that game. Um, unfortunately, we didn't play as well as we needed to. I know you have feedback from players uh, regarding the field conditions. Do you get any feedback from them about why they may have been uh, something like this? Do you think that's like cliche? Well, look, I, I mean, I talked about, I talked about making sure we're, we're, we're using the right cleats on that on that surface um i think you know it's really kind of our you know second regular season game on on that surface i didn't i didn't think it was a huge issue uh in the first game and yet i felt like there was there was a few more times in this game so i think it's something we got to pay attention to um let me pause for a second, family, and uh, let me bring some levity to the conversation. Y'all know me. I'm a part comedian, part entertainer, part uh, podcaster, uh, journalist. Let me bring, allow me to bring a little levity to this situation, if you please. And, and this is a shout out to Dennis Allen. And we really need Dennis Allen because this is what he really needs to be right now. So allow me to share this with you guys. And this will be Dennis Allen's new nickname, by the way. Okay. He'll be known as the cleanup man. Cause he got a lot of, me- a lot of mess to clean up. So shout out to Dennis Allen. Much love to Betty Wright. And this is for Dennis Allen.
Miss Alec. It's the clean up thing. And Miss Alan is the clean up man. I'm bringing y'all back on that. Let me cut it. <laughs> yeah. Dennis Allen, y'all, y'all, hey man, uh, back in the day, Willie, Willie, Willie. Uh, from the ghetto boys did a song he had he did he took betty wright's song and he sampled it and instead of her she was the clean up woman he had one called the clean up man and it, that it, willie willie d did one called the clean up man he had a guy singing on the hook willie d is the clean up man he'll take well, something what was he uh he, he said willie d is the clean up man yeah, take. So I, I forgot how it go, but it was pretty funny, man. He says, "Uh, had <laughs> to find it." But anyway, that's Dennis Allen's new nickname, man. He's the cleanup man, and he got a lot because he making a big ass mess here, man. The decision to not go with a to change the offensive group, even if it doesn't mean you're not. Even if you tell, uh, you know, P. Carmichael, you know. Man, let's see if we could do something. Because I'm pretty sure Pete Carmichael is getting help from Ronald Curry. Yeah, yeah, L-Dub says, yeah, Q. Yeah, it's Willie D. Willie D did a song called The Cleanup Man. It was the, the He did a version of Betty Wright's song called The Cleanup Man. And it was a funny hook on there by Willie D. And it, it, was, it was a very funny song, man. I would just say because it said Willie D is the cleanup man or something like that. I don't know. I'm a play. <laughs> oh man but what i'm saying what i'm saying is but it's it's just hold on hold on hold on fam i'm about to play it for you hold on i'm gonna play it for you y'all need a laugh man y'all gotta stop being mad t dirty this dude we got y'all y'all need to laugh man y'all need to laugh man hold on let me play this for you, man. And y'all, this this is gonna make you laugh. All right, here, here we go. Here we go. Call me Santa Fran, but I'm the cleanup man. Why is he moving like that? Why is it cool? And why is he in somebody's living room doing this? Why didn't they take this and do it in a club somewhere, man? <laughs> oh, man, we having too much fun this damn late at night, man. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Why is he moving like that? You know, why is he doing that? That's not cool, man. And then it's crazy because he's in somebody's living room doing that. Couldn't they did that shit in the park somewhere or went to a club or something and did that? He looks weird just doing them weird moves. <laughs> uh, Den uh, Dennis Allen is the cleanup man. He said, the reason I know so much about him, because he took that old girl, that old girl of mine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Here we go. Better than he was at this point last week. Um, you know, and yet, you know, coming out of that game was still a little sore. Um, looking at the 
passing charts over the course of the past few games, we've sort of seen less passes going to the middle of the field. Is that a by design thing, or is that just the defense? That I think it's more of a product of of how the game's being played out. Uh, um, it's not necessarily by design. Tell us, I know you want to play complimentary football, but we're coming up on a one year since you scored 30 points in a game. Yeah, it's not good enough, you know. Um, so we've got to, I mean, we got to find ways to score points. Um, I think everybody knows that. Um, and now we've identified the problem. Um, you know, now we got to identify the, the 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 cure and how we solve that. Um, and I think there's a lot of elements that kind of go into it. And I think schematically what we're doing, I think we got to pay attention to. I think uh, execution, we got to pay attention to. What are we teaching our guys? Um, and are they getting those things done? So um, there's a lot of things that we're looking at. Is it possible to make drastic changes in the middle of the season or does somebody just have to get better? Well, look, again, four games into the season, I don't think anything's drastic. Um, Discover a healthier, happier you with Beganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes, it's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. You know, I think that'd be, I think that'd be ridiculous. Um, and yet, um, we have to, we have to be better. And listen, let me say this. Yeah. And this is the lack of urgency here. Cause he's like, we just four games in a season. It's just a month worth of games, bro. Listen, I get that. You tell me that outside the building, I get that. That can't be the same message you're telling those guys inside that building. It's been a month worth the football in the four games the Saints have played. They've struggled to win these games. The first two games, they struggled. They showed some extra guts and were able to pull out the first two games. Barely. Barely they were able to get that done. Then in the next two games, there was a, they were on the win. They were on their way to a very good win in Green Bay until uh, the floor fell out from up under them and they lose the game in 11 with 11 minutes left to go. They, they lost, they lost the game in 11 minutes, not even a full fourth quarter. It took green Bay to come back and beat the saints and score 18 points in 11 minutes to win. That was a collapse. That means something bad happened internally for the team to collapse in 11 minutes and let green Bay win that game. They were winning the game. We weren't talking about, well, the collapse was Carr. No, it couldn't have been. It couldn't have been Carr. 
he couldn't have been the galvanizing factor. That's easy to point to and say, yeah, Q, we were winning. And when Carr went out, we we lost the game. No, we didn't lose the game when Carr immediately went out. Jameis had series in the game. And I have to keep reminding people about Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston knows this offense better than Derek Carr does. He knows the Saints offense better than Derek Carr does. He knows the offense better than Derek Carr does. He's been here for three years in Pete Carmichael's offense. He knows these receivers. He knows the skill players. He knows the offensive line. So when Carr left the game, then uh, Jameis should have stepped right on in with him. And he, he's been working with Pete Carmichael for the three years he's been here, working with Ronald Curry, working with all these offensive minds in the building. So it shouldn't have been no touchdowns after Carr left. He should at least got you one touchdown in the five drives that he was in as the Saints quarterback. Him and the Saints should have that 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 offense. He knows this offense. He's good for at least one touchdown in five drives. You can't tell me that Jameis is not good enough to give me one touchdown in five drives. And the best he could do is to get the Saints offense down the field and get the rookie kicker in a 46 yard attempt you can't tell me that that doesn't that doesn't make any sense to me so he's telling you that oh it's just a month worth of games we're not pressing the panic button but if you're a losing coach in terms of wins and losses you're facing Two coaches that probably are is better than you off top. Number one, you fit, you're facing one of the best coaches that ever done it coming up here next week. And even though he benched his quarterback, that's still Bill Belichick over there. And you playing him up there in New England. That's Bill Belichick you're facing. And then the next week you go to Houston to take on D'Amico Ryans, who has that team inspired to play right now. They're, they're on fire over there. They beat the brakes off the Steelers the other day. And they feeling really good. C.J. Stroud is looking good. He's picking up stuff. The defense is looking good. They're getting after you. They're running the ball with Pierce. So you're going to tell me, I know better. I know better. You, but I get the spew to tell the public, but you can't believe that. You can't possibly believe that. But then again, I think he does believe what he's telling you because he doesn't know not to believe that because he's not a, a winning minded head coach. Winning minded head coaches know that they have to make adjustments. You just can't let shit keep going the same way week after week. And people are saying, listen, the family members that's putting pressure on Pete Carmichael, they're not doing it because they mean and they don't like his his glasses. They don't like the how his glasses looks or the fact that he could you can take his uh, image of him and make a really funny cart uh, a cartoon about a a, a mouseketeer. You know, you see what I'm saying. <laughs> but what I'm saying is they're not mad at him because you can put whiskers on him and make him look like a little um, mouse for Halloween. That's that's not what they're mad at here. They're upset because he's not doing his job. The Saints offense spent a lot of money on that offense, and they're not getting nothing in return. We have a healthy Mike Thomas, Chris Olave, Rashid Shaheed, Elvin's back. We have Jimmy Graham running around there. We got Taysom Hill running around there. 
we got all these guys and we can't eat. We, we scored two touchdowns. I mean, one touchdown in two games. The Saints offense is good enough for at least two touchdowns, fam, a game. At least two. At least two. And the field goal team going to kick two field goals, make it 20. They can average out at least 20 points a game with the special teams, and the Saints could at least give you two touchdowns of the game. The mere fact that you lost the Green Bay like you did, and then you had a, and this dude, I can't believe he's not seeing it. Maybe I, 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 I don't believe he doesn't see this because you had a, a epic collapse against Green Bay. That showed something terribly wrong happened in the Green Bay matchup for you to bottom out 18 points to them people with 11 minutes, not even a full quarter. They scored 18 to beat the Saints. And then the Saints walked out of there with the tail between the legs, like I said, went into the matchup against this last team we played, Tampa Bay, against Baker Mayfield, who became Baker Montana, and demoralized the Saints in their building again. And this time, they didn't even score a touchdown. And that was on the back of a short week because Tampa Bay played Philadelphia on Monday night and still came in here and beat the Saints handily. The Saints came off a performance against Green Bay that was humi- humiliating. And this was type of performance they re- on the get back game. You mean to tell me you return back the next week after what you did with Green Bay with this? My goodness, you got big problems, bro. Dennis Allen, I'm going to tell you to your face in the offensive brass. And they got people that listen to the show here. You guys are in trouble. It is something drastically wrong inside of the Saints offensive room. The way you lost the last game in the Green Bay game, there is major problems going on in that building, in that offensive room. And it's now beginning to drag down the entire team. It's not resources, it's scheme. They don't have an identity. The people that's calling the plays don't know how to get their players involved in the system where they get success out of it. They don't know how to get them to utilize these players the correct way to have success. It's no way you have a dynamic player like Elvin Kamara, a dynamic player like Michael Thomas, a dynamic player like Chris Olavia, a dynamic player like Rashid Shahid, a dynamic player like Taysom Hill. And you have one touchdown in two games. That makes zero sense to have several dynamic players on your offense and you don't know how to get them the ball so they can get touchdowns. That's absolutely amazing. That means you have a very bad problem in your offense, sir. He doesn't see it. The man don't see it. And for him to accept there to be no changes, even though he said there would be changes prior to him saying there'll be no changes, just goes to show me, show me that something is terribly wrong with, with, with this guy and his team, man. They're a mirror image of him. And I, like I said, I can't get mad at, for, at a man that don't know what he don't know. Being ignorant is one thing, but not knowing is a whole not another thing. You get what I'm saying? Being ignorant is one thing. Being ignorant is 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 you choosing to ignore doing the right thing and you know better versus a guy that don't know what he's doing. <laughs> See, anyway, let's finish up on this dude. Well, the problem is not scoring enough points. You know, those things go together. 
right? You know, I mean, um, we got to do a better job of putting our, our guys in position to have success. And then when we do, we have to do a better job of executing. I mean, that's where those two things have to work, have to work together. Is there anything in particular that you found that's not uh, taking advantage of Derek's strengths where there's, where there's not a, you know, the marriage you expected there? That, that, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think necessarily, um, you know, um, look, I think anytime, you know, you have, you know, new quarterback and, and he's in a new scheme, I think there's a, there's a, you know, growing process that goes along with that. It's not happening as fast as I would like for it to right now. Um, and, and that, that, uh, that, that speed has to be accelerated. Look, I thought there were some good things that he did. I thought there were some, I thought particularly in the second half, I thought we ran the ball much better in the second half. I, I thought, you know, I thought early in the game, he was maybe a l operating a little bit fast. Uh, and then I thought there was a couple of cuts there that, that maybe we could have got, you know, a little bit more out of. Uh, but I thought overall, I thought it was a solid performance. All right, that's enough of uh, Dennis Allen, man. And like, like I said, I'm, I'm not, I'm not mad at Dennis Allen. I'm not, I'm not mad at Dennis Allen because I know that when you hire a coach, he is the face of the team. The team takes on his identity. So if you got a strong coach, you have a strong team. You have a smart coach, you have a smart team. It's just, it's just what it is. The identity of the coach flares throughout the team. It goes throughout the team. So if you have a coach who's in, in credit to, De, to Dennis Allen, he has a very good defensive mind. He's a very good defensive coordinator. But it takes a lot more to be a successful head, uh, like a head coach of a team. And certain qualities that you need to motivate people, to give them the vision. And me personally, after just watching Dennis Allen over the years, I think Dennis Allen is not disciplined. He's not a disciplined head coach. He's not. He's not told, you know, I'm not going to say he's disciplined less, but he's not as disciplined as you want your head coach to be. His vision is uh, it's a bit skirt, you know, uh, blurred. It's not clear. We know the Saints are a they have a good defense and they have the potential to have a good offense, but the offense doesn't have an identity. And that's why I was asking these questions during the preseason and training camp. And I asked him throughout the season, what is the identity of this team? Because most of the teams that's in the NFL right now are winning because they know who they are. And that just goes to to show you about that in life period that's said about people like a person that knows who they are will get far in life. They will. If you know who you are and I mean like really know who you are, you know, you see what I'm saying? Like, you know, deep down inside spiritually, mentally who you are. 
No matter the occasion, whether it's a date or a family holiday outing, daytime ice skating at Cameron Run Regional Park is sure to delight. Just minutes from Old Town Alexandria, skate on the outdoor rink and stay warm with hot chocolate or make s'mores over a fire pit. This unique winter experience is only available for a limited time. Open daily December 18th through 30th and weekends in January and February. Buy tickets today at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. Gather at the Winter Village at Cameron Run and experience the magic of the holidays with ice and lights. Enjoy a fun, unstructured outdoor family experience just a few minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Explore whimsical light displays, snap selfies, and take a spin on the outdoor ice rink. Book your visit early. Calendars fill fast, so make your plans with friends, visitors, guests, or that special someone today. Buy tickets today at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. You done did the work. You done meditated. You done prayed. You know, went through these experiences and it developed you into the person. And and you say, I know who I am. I know what I can do. And I know who I am. And not nobody can tell me different. That person, that person, that person, people get out of the way for and they travel with a certain energy and confidence. Those are the people that's wealthy people. Those are the people that people look to get behind and follow. Those are the people that stand up in front of people and lead people. They look at people like that and they see a light in them and they know I believe in this person because this person believe in itself. Do you get that from this man? You don't get this from that man. You don't. I'm sorry to say that, but he's not he's not that guy. He's not a head coach of a team. He hasn't gone. He's dealt with a lot of losing and he's he's losing not because he's just, you know, he has some teams that were not as good as you thought they were. But he had this. That's different from Raider town to this time. The Raider time, he should have been a lot better. And he won more games than he ever had because this team last year was better than the team that he better the best team that he ever had up to that point. But like I said, I'm not mad at Dennis Allen because he doesn't have what it takes to be a winning head coach. It's not about talent. I said that. I've been saying that. You you spend all this money. So the reality is, man, it takes a leader to guide people out of you know, out of the di- the dire straits, the 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 bad times. You know, I'm gonna be honest with you. A lot of people don't make it out of that. Fam, listen, let me tell you something. Can I can I can I keep it real with you for a second? I'm gonna get into the next interview. But let me keep it real. I'm not gonna use no names. And I and I and I'm 46 years old. I done did a lot in my life, right? And I got a lot to do. I'm very driven. I'm ambitious. Right now I gotta be. I just came off a two and a half half hour stream and then jumped on this stream and it's we're almost at an hour. And it's almost 1230 in in the morning. You know, I got some stuff I got to do tomorrow. I got a full day, stuff like that. I got all this stuff going on. So in order to do that, it takes ambition. It takes initiative. It takes focus. It takes determination. And those things sometimes, you know, drive you when you when you say, you know, what the hell with that? I'm going to give me some sleep. I'm going to do this, that and the third. It drives and motivates you. It gives you the extra energy that you need to accomplish the task because you know it's something you're supposed to be doing. It's talking real at you. If you don't have the necessary things inside of yourself because you ain't do the work, if you did the work, like these trials and tribulations that come before us, man, let me tell you something. 
they had people, you know, that dealt with losing loved ones. I lost my baby sister, right? I lost my baby sister to an operation that I really, I've told her not to get months, maybe six months before she got it. You know, we were close. I lost my sister, my baby sister. I lost my best friend a year and a half, almost two years prior to me losing her. And recently I introduced y'all to a young lady that was really cool with me a long time ago, lost her to cancer recently, not months ago. So as you can see, when you losing people that you really love or you care around you, if you're not strong enough inside, it'll dry, it'll drag you down so far down. It might drive you, drive you to drug addiction. It might drive you to other things that you normally wouldn't do in your right mind. But if you know who you are and you strong and you develop the proper things inside of yourself, you can, and you can endure. That's the term you can endure. And when people see that, they can see that in you. They can see an energy and a fire in you and say that person been through stuff. And that's an inspiration because other people will learn from that person. They see that people can see that it's in the way you walk, how you move, because you move and walk differently than other people who are not in that spirit. Another thing, let me add this to the game. There was a person that I know prior to me, you know, like I said, I've done a lot of stuff in life. I produced albums and did stuff and had stores and all kinds of stuff. I did a lot of stuff. And what's interesting is, I had this brother that I used to know a long time ago. He was an older gentleman. You know, he was, uh, when I had my store, they had these brothers that would drink a lot. One of the brothers, he was a wino. And the man used to sit out front, you know, around the strip mall in which I had my business. And everybody has a story. This brother was a tremendous athlete. He was faster than everybody around there. And he was, um, you know, he, he was fast in there. He was in high school, went into records and doing all this stuff, getting medals. And when his mother died, his mother died and he became a wino. He never could make it over that challenge. He never could get past his mother transitioning her leaving. He never could make it past that. And he became a drunk. Because he never was like that prior. He became a drunk. And the man, for the for for still what I, I've known him to be, man, still alive right now. And he's still that same person. I mean, he would get so drunk that he would, you know, pee on himself uh, while he's drinking. And he was sobbing. And this it, it, it just took him all the way down. You see what I'm saying? You, get, you see what I'm getting at? What I'm saying is. If you don't, it's the trials and tribulations and also learning as you go forward and it takes things and it, you develop, you develop and you get stronger so that you can go higher. It's like it's preparing you for something greater. And like I'll, a method that I use for people that's dealing with people that have passed is to help you immortalize their memory like you dedicate going higher in their name. If you ascend into another level in your business or your, your, your job or in your life, you dedicate that to your family member, your sister, your brother, whomever you transitioned. What I'm saying is don't let that stuff drag you down. 
And that's why I said I can't be mad at Dennis Allen because obviously to me as a person that been through some stuff and that knows some stuff that he doesn't have the vision. He doesn't have the sight. He doesn't see it. He thinks he has time here. He doesn't understand that or maybe he does that. This just don't happen. Failure just don't crep out of the blue. You get warnings. It's like, you know, and I was just I, you get warnings like the most high I'll warn you of danger coming. You get red flags. You got green flags, red flags. You get red flags, little red flags along the way. Like you lose the 11 point lead to the Green Bay Packers. I mean, a, a 17 point lead to the Green Bay Packers in 11 minutes. Red flag. Several red flags. You come back the next game against this other team and then you don't even score a touchdown. You get demoralized in front of the, the team. People upset several red flags. So you have flags and then you were, getting, you were getting red flags in games one and games two, by the way. So it's not just something happening. It is definitely it's not a panic situation, but there should be some urgency, big time urgency in that same building right now. Big time urgency. And for the dude that need to get these guys together to make them win, it's this guy on the screen. But anyway, let's move on to this, man. Let's jump to the next one, fam. Because look at this fella. Look at his body language. Look at his body language. This is our quarterback of the team. You know, let, and just just pay attention. Body, body language speaks a lot, fam. What is the body language of Derek Carr? We'll listen to him for a few minutes, then we'll move on. Um. I don't think anyone's a hundred percent after week one, you know, or week one of training camp, you know, so uh, that's, that's no excuse for us playing the way that we did today. And uh, you know, we, we gotta be better and we will be better. Um, I don't know if it's that or, you know, me trying to get more practice reps or whatever it is and whatever it is that I have to do, I'll do it, but I'm not gonna, I just don't want the shoulder to be, you know, an excuse for the way that we executed today. Oh, there's a there's a couple things that we talked about as offense. Um, <clears throat> obviously, you know how I am. I keep a lot of those things uh, in, in close. But um, I, I felt like uh, I felt like second half we came. We had the right mindset, uh, you know, with with how poorly we did in the first half. And we were like, hey, well, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. And uh, uh, just really inconsistency right now. It's just too con- inconsistent for. Uh, the standard that we um, that we set for ourselves, and the inconsistency isn't going to get you wins in this league, especially against a good team like that. So uh, we got to get it right. We got to get it right now. And yes, there's a lot of football ahead, and yes, there's a lot of games, but our focus is right now, and we got to fix it now. Yes, very. Um, but we'll we'll get it right. Without giving away like team secrets or anything, just internally, what 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 happened for you? Oh man, um, you know me. You know I keep them all uh, conversations and you know corrections and all that. Um, you know in close, and so you know for me, uh, I can say there are a couple things that we've talked about that we're addressing that we're going to work at and we're going to get better. Um, but it's not like there's anything. I'll say it this way too. It's not like that we don't know. You know what I mean? Um, you know, we're, we're locked in, we're focused, and we just, we got to get better, but we got to get better faster than we are at this, uh, at this pace. Oh, we're going to bring it. Um, we, we are already talking about it, you know, uh, 
because immediately after you, you fresh after you want to say you want to address okay how was the week how was the you know how was the game all the, all the things we talked about right and so um, I expect us to come come ready to work that's for sure. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Alvin's unbelievable player, and just wish we could have, you know, I could have got it to him in different ways or better or anything like that, you know, um, you know, because he's fun to watch play. No, I love Pete. It's it falls on us as players to execute for him. Well, there were some things that obviously design, um, you know, for certain for certain reasons, uh, designed things that we were trying to do, uh, you know, to try and get him in space and things like that. And there was, you know, they they did a good job of trying to stay on top of some things, um, you know, and really that's when he comes alive, right? Uh, so they, they, you know, playing two man, playing you know, cover two different kind of ways, and getting on top of our speed and uh, things like that. So that that was one of the instances where, like, hey. You know, Chris may have 100 this week. Well, Alvin may have 13 targets. You know, it just, um, I wouldn't say it was just the design, but that's what can happen when teams want to play a certain way. Yeah, and listen, fam, thank y'all for y'all commentary. I appreciate y'all. Um, this, this is the thing I want to add about the car thing, too. You know, he's speaking here. Uh, his body language is not very confident. But when I'm, I'm listening to what he's saying, and people can say stuff, but do – I don't know, you know, do he believe what he's saying? He mentioned Carmichael. He said, we love, he used, he says like, man, I respect, he could have used our respect. Uh, you know, we, we, we really, really like him. He said, I love Carmichael. He said, love, use the term love. Right. So it's, it's very unique because looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season test your skills on prize picks the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports just select two or more players pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats and place your entry it's as easy as that if you have the skills you can turn ten dollars into 250 dollars with just a few taps easy gameplay quick withdrawals and injury insurance on your picks are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app ready to test your skills join the prize picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, PrizePix will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepix.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepix.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix, daily fantasy sports made easy. Israel is 5,690 miles away from the U.S., 11 hours by plane. Hate travels faster. In a comment, in a post, in a second. Jewish hate is up 388% in the U.S. Black hate, Muslim hate, and Asian hate are up too. When one hate rises, they all do. Let's stand up to all hate together. Share and wear the blue square from StandUpToJewishHate.org. Carmichael, he says, it's not on Pete. It is on us to execute. He right. He's very right. So he says, Q, you're not mad at Dennis Allen. I did. I explained why. Are you mad at Derek Carr? And I'm not mad at Derek Carr. 
I'm going to tell you why I'm not mad at Derek Carr. I'm not mad at Derek Carr because he shouldn't have been playing in this game. He shouldn't have played in that game. We all knew that. We all knew it. And when I heard Dennis Allen say, we're not going, I'm not ruling out anybody. And I'm like, in my head, I said, this dude is going to consider playing this guy. In my head, I didn't want to say it because I, I, I thought it would be so foolish. I, you know, I'd be like, man, I, I, I'm not going to tell these people. I think he's going to play at the time. And this was before, all, you know, right after the fact. That the, and I'm like, in my head, this guy is, is he, and I, I asked the question in my head, is he foolish enough to consider play, or playing this man or starting this man against this team and this guy just got slammed down on the ground. He got an AC sprain. And I said, I don't know what time it is because we don't have access to the type of industrial strength junk they got. Like if you go back in the days to Tony Romo, who had this back ailment to do back all tore up and he would still go out there and play football and take hits and everything, get up there and throw the football downfield, all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, man, these guys, or something else. And it's true. They train a lot, but those drugs they use to shoot these guys up or industrial strength, you know, industrial strength drugs, they super strong. If you watch, and I'm not a doctor, but I'm telling you, if you watch the the tape, if you can stomach watching a Tampa Bay tape, Dennis, I mean, a car didn't even look right. His, first of all, his accuracy was all over the place. You know, he was strong. He gets, it was showing in pre warmups. Notice he wasn't, throwing like in the warm-ups you've seen the warm-ups that he showed you that he was gunning the ball he was throwing hard he didn't have a touch on it. he wasn't throwing putting touch touch on the ball or whatever and that's interesting I was like, okay he's throwing the ball hard because that's the throw which you really want to try to test that shoulder and he did say he didn't feel no pain uh during the week which you expect these guys to say that because they want to play but he, to me, I think he was he was doped up because if you go and watch the tape, he didn't even look right. His eyes was bucking out of his helmet, and you could tell because the guy got blue eyes or gray eyes or whatever it is. They got he got big ass eyes, and it was bucking out of his helmet. It was bucking out of his helmet. He's like, and I was saying it during the loss. So I'm like, this guy has a deer in the headlight look, glossy eyes and everything. And I was like, man, this dude is not right. And I was saying it early on. I was like, man, this guy ain't. This guy is not here. He's he's not, you know, it's throws that anybody could make. I mean, our third string quarterback could make those throws that he was missing on. I mean, simple check down throws were being overthrown. The regular type of throws that he was usually good at, he was missing on. Now, he hit a few of them, but a lot of the ones that you get upfield, he was underthrowing them. The ball was going low or either high or low. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, what's going on here? That dude wasn't in there, man. And I was like, this dude is not ready to play. Now, I seen that and those guys, you mean Dennis Allen didn't see the same thing I saw? Maybe he didn't because maybe he doesn't have that 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 vision. You got to have that ability to see these players. And I've often said that. I was like, man, listen, if you're the head coach of a team, you got to know your team. You got to know who these guys are and you got to know what their style of play is. And if they're out there suffering, like if they're out there not in their mind or they're dropping the pass, you got to pull them out of there and put somebody else in there. You got to notice when they're having a bad game, 
you know, to kind of bring them out. You, you just don't have the day. It's fine. Sometimes that happens. You're not going to always play a good game every game individually as a player. Sometimes you're going to have an off game where you just, where it's off for you. Sometimes we'll try to get you in the rhythm. If we can't get you in the rhythm and you're dropping passes, you're blowing blocks, I'm going to have to get you out of there or give somebody to give you some help or go to somebody else. I'm going to have to move from you and go to another person who has the hot hand. That's what a coach, but that call, that is what they call, what is it? KYP. 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 Know your personnel. That's what they say. And that's what a good head coach is supposed to have a feel for his players and understand when they ball and when they're not. That man did not see this. Derek Carr was a bad decision. It's beyond me. That's absolutely insane to me that he would put that man out there like that. It is insane. But then again, I should know that he should do stuff like that because he did something to Jameis Winston. The same thing last year. He didn't have the sight. History tell you everything, family. Remember, go back last year. Go back to the last year game when when Jameis Winston was hurt. And instead of taking Jameis out of them games, he let Jameis stay up in them games till he couldn't. Remember that same thing with Carr. He he has these decisions where he makes these bad decisions when it's obviously clear that you need to go to the next quarterback and get a guy at least one week off to get his his stuff right. You give him you put him back in there. And then at the time, he wasn't even practicing during the full week. He wasn't even practicing. He was DMP much. What he played DMP, what, two days? And then he had some little light work. Dude, that was a bad decision, man. Bad decision. There's no, it makes no sense for you to lose to Green Bay and Tampa Bay. And both of these teams are not considered playoff teams. How are you losing the playoff teams? And you're not concerned? Oh, we're we not concerned. We're not going to make an, are you kidding me, bro? Yes, you have, bro. You lost to the Green Bay Packers. You lost to the Packers who were demolished the next Monday by the Detroit Lions. They demolished those Packers. The Lions looked at them and said, this is who you was struggling with? These sorry bastards? They destroyed that team. They beat them 34 to 20 or something like that. They demolished the Packers. The same Packers that we had a problem with beating. Both of these teams, the Packers and the Buccaneers, are not playoff teams. Sooner or later, this is going to normalize where everything's going to flip-flop. And Tampa Bay is going to go right where they belong, down there with Carolina. And other teams going to start picking up steam. The first month's always like that. But you mean to tell me you didn't see Carr, man? And you can't really blame Carr because Carr is a player. Carr always wants to play. They all do. Even when they're hurt, they're going to tell you they're not hurt so they can play. It's a, ter- it's a terrible flaw of most players. They want to play when they hurt, and it's up to the coach to know better. To say, bro, you all right? No, well, you know, uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, let me come here, coach. Go call the uh, medical staff. Let me see the report on them, which y'all got on. They got access to all the medicals on all these players, man. There's no guesswork. They like to pretend like, oh, well, we don't know the time frame. That's boulder dash. They got timelines. They got the exact injuries. They know exactly how long it's going to take. They got all access to all the medicals. It's just a phone call to the medical department or him typing in on his computer in the building where they can access the medical reports online inside of their own server. Real game. I'm speaking here. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I can't be mad at Derek Carr, man, because every player that's hurt wants to play. And they're going to say, yeah, I want to play because it's just it's just the nature of some players. It's just the competitive nature 
of people who want to get out there. It's the gladiator mindset that regardless if I'm ailing, I'm going out there and I'm going to give it my all. And unfortunately, he didn't help us. So the Pete Carmichael thing uh, about we got to execute, you're right, but execute what? You know, what plays are you guys good at? And how is the quarterback going to talk? You know, and the reality is, even though the quarterback is the quarterback, there's there's something very important that has to happen before the quarterback can execute to his skill set players. Offensive line got a block, which brings us to this guy. Let's go. We're going to move to this gentleman. Y'all know I've been really getting on this dude for some time now since the Saints paid him all that money. He has turned, I ain't going to say the man junk. That's going too far. But what I'm going to say is that Ryan Ramchek has is a shell of himself. The Ryan Ramchek we knew in his first four years, he was a dominating player. And that wasn't that wasn't that long ago. It's not like Ramchek been in the league for 10 years. Ramchek been with the Saints for now, what, six years now? Six or seven years? He's not that old of an offensive lineman. So you have four dominating years on a rookie contract, and then when they pay him the money, he turns into the guy that constantly get beat, even to the point where Penning looks better than him on the other side. It's just amazing. It's amazing. But anyway, shout out to my dog, Hoodie. Thank you, Hoodie, for the super chat, man. Thank you, bro. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Far too kind. And that's and, and bro, and that's the thing I know. Let's get to this Ram check interview because fam, the offensive line, and we can talk about Pete Carmichael. And for family, say Q is Pete Carmichael. You're right. Q is Ronald Curry, the passing game coordinator. You're right. There is not one answer that you guys are given in terms of the offense where somebody telling you you wrong is this. You are all right. All those answers are correct. That is, is, is Carmichael, is Curry, is the Saints offensive line, is Derek Carr. You are all right. When you're saying those things, you guys are all right. There is no wrong people saying that. You guys are all right. So the debate in between the two is ridiculous because you all are right. It's an issue there. But the, but the line is a line. This is a veteran line the Saints have had together for multiple years. Trevor Penning was drafted last year. I can't be mad at Penning. Because Penning is, he missed a lot of time last year, and it's basically his rookie year this year. He started one game last year, did a bunch of backup duty prior to the Carolina game last year when he was at rolling him out as an extra offensive lineman. Even when he be, got came off the injury list and he was healthy, those people they still had him as a backup. And I was asking the question, why aren't he? Why isn't he starting so they can help his progression into the next year? But you got to have vision to understand and see stuff like that. The guy didn't see it. The guy being the head coach, but you see Penning now and I'm seeing him struggle. He's getting, I don't know if I'm saying he's getting better, but he's going to struggle because he's a guy. He has to, he he never started a full season of NFL football. He got to figure it out. He got to go through it. He, He said he was dealing with confidence issues and all that, which is not a good sign, but he's a young player with a high upside and he got to figure it out. He got to get the reps. So I can't be mad at a young player. That's like me being mad at Blake Groupe for missing the field goal against the green Bay Packers. Q, if he hits that field goal, we win the game. You're right, sir, ma'am. But at the end of the day, that's a rookie kicker in there. That's a rookie kicker. And I told you, I said, listen, 
We're going to have games in the NFL when we're going to need our kicker to kick us a victory. Sometimes they hit them, sometimes they don't, but that's a rookie. We got rookies in important positions. Dramcheck is a blindside tackle. He's basically a first-year start. He started one game last year. This is his first full season of starting. He's guarding the quarterback's blindside. That's a bad idea. I've been saying that. They don't listen. They don't listen. That's a bad idea to have a first-year offensive lineman, no matter how good he is. Guarding your blindside $150 million quarterback, bad idea. Traditionally speaking, football minds back me up on that because I'm I'm a traditional traditionalist when it comes down to that type of stuff because fundamentally it works. So why change it? You know. So, but and did you look at everything else? And Ryan Ramchek is the most expensive offensive lineman we have. He gets paid all this money, and he's only what six or seven years on the team or something like that. And he looks like what he. It, oh my goodness! And people were saying, "Q." If we pay Lattimore, he's going to lay down on us. I can't. People was telling me that at the time, and it ain't even Lattimore that's doing it. It's Ram check. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Israel is 5,690 miles away from the U.S., 11 hours by plane. Hate travels faster in a comment in a post in a second jewish hate is up 388 percent in the u.s black hate muslim hate and asian hate are up too when one hate rises they all do let's stand up to all hate together share and wear the blue square from standuptojewishhate.org he gets no blame for nothing he's doing he's finally getting it out because people starting to really see what time it is but here's the overpaid Ram check that we need to take money back from. I think he got two years left on this contract. Saints really need to evaluate whether or not to bring him back. If he's really as injured as people are saying he is, it's probably time to kind of move on because this was ridiculous, man. Ram check got beat on the fumble. Remember on the play, the, the, the play when Derek Carr got hit from behind or hit from the side. He got hit by the blitzing player that was on Ramcheck's side. The guy pushed Ramcheck down, hit Carr from behind. He caused the fumble that was picked up by the uh, Buccaneers. He beat Ramcheck. Ramcheck been getting beat over the last several games, and they all are getting beat. But you look at your best offensive lineman, it's supposed to be this gentleman. He's getting beat, which would explain a lot of the inconsistencies on how the Saints are running the passing or running attack. Bam, they can't even open up run lanes. They're not having glaring run lanes like, you know, you can drive a truck through. The lane will open it or it'll close. Trust me, go. we're going to watch the tape. How close, how fast those holes open up. They open and close, how fast they are. 
they don't hold there's no integrity there in terms of them holding these blocks you know guys pulling kind of slow you, you can't even operate a proper screen because it's just it's just amazingly weird how some of the best things we were good at we can't even do that from a running or passing perspective it's really weird like the Saints had to do a ton of these stretch plays down the line of scrimmage don't y'all find that really weird that in the Tampa Bay game the Saints kept trying to run stretch plays out the, either to the right or the left side of the formation against a fast defense. That's a no-no. We know that's bad. You don't do that against Tampa Bay. You play right into their hands. You're supposed to run directly at them. And when they did run, they had some success. And then sometimes they didn't. So these stretch run plays is a bad idea with a fast defense. Also football fundamentals. So let's hear from this dude, Ramchek, on getting better as a unit. Here we go. Still things to clean up, but as a whole, I think I think we played better. Are you, is there a level of frustration? Well, of course, I mean, there's, yeah. I mean, we want to be winning every game. We want to be running the ball well. We want to be passing the ball well. We want to be playing well on defense, all that stuff. Um, And we just haven't done that. So, of course, it's frustrating. Um, But like I said, all we can do is take it day by day and get on top of our stuff and be detailed and go out and execute. Seemed like the run game took some steps forward going into the second half. What was kind of the adjustment for you all? Um, I don't know if there was any big adjustments. Um, I think it maybe we just needed a couple of plays to get kind of in that rhythm. Um, you know, that's another thing that we got to be hot off the start, come out fast. Um, but yeah, I think we kind of got into a little bit better rhythm as it went on as far as the run game. Does some of that change when you've got kind of rotating personnel in the backfield the way that it has been is blocking for Alvin Kamara different than blocking for a Kendra Miller? And is that something you have to adjust for? No. Um, we block it the same way for whoever's on the ball. Yeah. Obviously, after a frustrating loss or losses, people are going to question different things. But for you, especially working with him, how confident are you in Pete Carmichael as a, as a playmaker? As a play caller? It's it's totally out of our control. We have to we as players, you know, we have the utmost confidence in every guy in this locker room and our coaches, and we trust them. Um, so we're gonna go out there and we're gonna compete as best as we can every game day, and we all got each other's backs, and that's just how it is. What did you guys identify um, most after, after those first three games that the offensive line needed to do better? Started to. Um, you know, I think you look at it, and obviously, protection-wise, we need to keep Q safer, um, protecting better. Um, you know, I think we, we did a little bit better at that this past game. Um, and then as far as the run game, I think, like I said, some of those little minor details, um, someone not going to the right spot here and there, it's, it's, that's a difference in a, in a run getting two yards or 15 or 20 or whatever. So... Um, I'd say those are a couple things. Were they usually isolated or, or were there communication and issues thrown into? Um, like, I mean, one person missed assignment on this play, one person getting beat on this play, or, or were there some like communication getting in the wrong spot kind of issues? I don't, I don't know. Um, it can be a handful of things, but I, I think, like I said, there's a majority of it was a guy missing here, there on an assignment. Right, when, what, uh, kind of, what kind of offense did you think you guys had coming out of camp, coming out of the preseason? Well, obviously, I think we had we 
thought we had a good, a really good offense, and I think we do have a really good offense. We just gotta, we gotta make it work. You know, we have a ton of talent on this roster, um, and we gotta go, we gotta go show that and prove that. Ryan, I, I, kind of talking about like the kind of minor details or small details going to be a factor in this one, but I mean, it's been in ten straight games, twenty-one or less points. Like, is there any just kind of consistent thread through that, where you can you can just like explain why? Why you haven't been able to have a big explosive game? I wish I could. I I, I can't. I, I wish I could pinpoint one thing and be like, this is why it's not working. But uh, yes. does it kind of feel like different games? There are different reasons. Is that is that what you mean in terms of being able to not pinpoint one specific thing or through line? So yeah. So is it you? You mentioned that you weren't able to pinpoint like one specific through line for why that's the case. Is 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 the reason for that that there's different things in different games that are causing? Oh yeah, I mean every every game you're gonna have different things come up, but um, body language is bad too. Body language, the same slumping language, slumping shoulders. Uh, he's very uh, honest. He's saying he can't tell you why we having these problems, man. That and to me, they they talking about no sense of urgency. This guy is probably our best offensive player, and he's telling you, I I, I can't tell you why we we not doing what we supposed to do. We not doing what we what we have to do here. I, I can't tell you that. I don't know. But what I do know is. Who are the highest paid offensive tackles in the NFL in 2023? Who are the highest paid? Laramie Tunzel's up there. Andrew Thomas from the Giants. Trent Williams from the Niners. Davey Bakhtari from Green Bay. Lane Johnson from Philly. Taylor from Kansas City. Staley from Baltimore. And Ryan Ramchick from the New Orleans Saints. Top 10 highest paid offensive tackle. In the business, currently the highest paid offensive tackle plays on the right side of the line. Got a deal done Ram check ahead of the 21 season. The new money on the deal was 96 million across five additional years. He's under contract through 2026. The extension had 19 million dollars signing bonus with 43 million in guarantees, 60 million in total guarantees. Ramcheck counts against just 11.11 million against the Saints salary cap in 23. That's because the Saints restructured the deal to roughly 10 million in cap space into future seasons while voiding a year in 27. His cap number is due to be more than 27 million in each of the next three years. Big money in Ramcheck. Top 10. And this is what you get. Wow. Shout out to you, Morgan. Thank you for that. Why everyone gets up here. He says why everyone who gets up there have a don't care attitude. This is true. Morgan, thank you for that. Appreciate you. I want to say thank you. Thank you very much. Picking me up. Bringing me back to this world. And that's the, that's the part about it, Morgan. That's really interesting. Please appreciate that. Very interesting. The body language of these guys. And he's being honest he's telling you straight up hey man i don't know why we're not doing this because the reporter asked a good question reporter asked why you know the saints are averaging the kind of points that they're averaging over several games and you can't say injury see that's the thing the bugaboo which 
a lot of people go to. And that's why that's the confusion, because they always use the excuse injuries, 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 injuries. Guess what? There ain't no injuries here. You can mention Carr, but Dennis Allen said Carr was good enough to go. He said he was good enough to go. So you can't use injuries there. Well, we all know he was hurt, Q. Yeah, but he wasn't the only reason you lost the game. You couldn't run the ball. So is he a fault for not running the ball? The Saints tried to run the ball. Ram check and the rest of these guys weren't opening up the lanes for the running game to run properly. You had a buffoonish fullback running around, fumbling the ball on the five-yard line. He should have been cut, by the way. I'm going to say that again. If you really want to shock some people, you shouldn't open up the Monday after a loss like that and say, yeah, we released uh, Lewis, Terrell Lewis, the practice squad linebacker. We showed him. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, yeah, you showed the practice squad linebacker. But what about the, the starting fullback that fumbled the ball inside the five after your defense got an interception to stop a touchdown? You get that ball, you stop that, and you march that field. You change the complexion of the game. Can't it, it just you just unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But these are your guys. I just wanted to sprinkle game on you about that Ryan Ramchek paper. I always talk about it. And it makes them the these people who love these guys hard to defend them now. Like, especially the guy, y'all, y'all put one in the chat if you remember the young man or the person that would come on the show and badger me about Dennis Allen and tell me, Dennis Allen, what's your excuse today that Dennis Allen what did he do to help the team lose the game? Notice that guy is noticeably absent from, from the chat the last couple of weeks. Do y'all remember that person? Put in a, put one in the chat or give me a fireball or a thumbs up if you know who I'm talking about. Remember that guy? Remember the guy that was badgering me, Drew, and I was like, bro, badger me at the end of the season because I've been through this. I've, this is not my first rodeo. I've been here several years and been here 30 some odd years watching football doing these streams for years now it's not my first rodeo i know how this goes and he was like well dennis allen doing this such and such we barely winning the games and then of course the next the last two weeks haven't heard not hair or tail of the person so if you're gonna be thorough with your stuff keep it real man show up when you're supposed to show up if you're gonna badger badger talk to me now about that they don't they disappear that is the common place of a troll (laughs) <laughs> that's the definition anyway man let's get into the next thing right here and then this, we're gonna do this before we get now family it's almost one o'clock i'm sorry i know a lot of y'all got to go to work and everything i'm just talking at y'all tonight had a long stream on the pelican post game report shout out to the family members that were there with me over there i just want to go over these things with you the overall statistics for the black and gold fam let me get them on screen right here so you can see them better there we go and this will talk directly at where we are after a month worth of games. And of course, we'll do a report card. Uh, well, you know, we talk about a month worth of games. We'll go over it this week and go over it and talk about it more in depthly. But these are the statistics right now. You know, we talk about the New Orleans Saints offense. You are averaging 15. This The numbers just make it so ridiculous. It makes it so ridiculous. Family, look at these numbers. The New Orleans Saints offense. Averaging 15 and a half points a game. Family, that's good for 25th in the NFL. You're not going to win any games like that. It's so obvious what the problem is. 15 and a half points a game. The Saints are ranked 25th in the NFL. Yards per game, 20, uh, 285.3. That's 23rd in the NFL. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. Yards per play, 4.4 family. That's, that's good for 29th in the NFL. 
29th in the NFL. There's only 32 teams. Third down conversion. Just under 38%, good for 18. Pete actor portrayal. I didn't see it coming. Life can be so unpredictable. After losing my dad, it made me think about my family if something were to happen to me. The mortgage, car payments, and all the other bills. Even things like our annual summer vacation would be out of reach. I had heard about life insurance through Ethos and how easy it was to get coverage. They were right. I knew it was time to stop putting it off and get life insurance right now. I got on my computer and went to ethoslife.com. In just 10 minutes, I was covered. And boom, family protected. Thanks to Ethos, my family won't have to worry about the bills if the unpredictable happens to me. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio. And, of course, it's just ridiculous. Touchdowns a game, family. Got a touchdowns a game. Saints at one point three. That's good for almost dead last in the NFL. And, and let's go on to the, to the rushing statistics, right? Rush yards, 3.5. Rush yards per yard, 27, good for 27%, right? Rushings per game, 87 and a half. That's 25 in the NFL, 25th. Rushing touchdowns. You have, and they got to hit 0.5, which is good for 21 in the least. All this is horrible. All of this is bad. All of this is bad. Yards per play. This is the, you know, the Saints passing attack. 5.5 yards per play for 26 in the NFL. It's all terrible. It's all terrible. Times the man been sacked. Almost 10, and they said 9.49%. That's the percentage. Good for 26 in the NFL. Just all ugly, trifling numbers trifling numbers but i'll tell you what penalties per game you got six penalties per game that's good for nine you're top 10 in that penalties per play you got 0.005 that's good for 11th in the nfl so i mean you got some stuff (laughs) these numbers are hideous man this is awful from an offensive standpoint then on the other side your defense 19 points a game good for nine you're a top 10 there Opponents yards per game, 304.3. That's good for 11th. Points, opponents, points per game, they show that. Opponents yards per play, they got it at just under five. That's good for eight. Opposition third down converting, they got the percentage there, 37.29%, which is good for 13 in the NFL. And opposition points, uh, TDs per game, one and a half. That's good for three in the NFL. So the Saints defense. Is just what it is. We know they're good. And then it shows you against the rush. Opposition yards rush. That's four at 16. Opposition rush per game, 25. That's good for 12. The yards per game at 103.3 is still good for 11th in the NFL, despite the fact that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was able to get past a buck on us. But you still a top, you know, you just outside the top 10 with 11 there. So it just goes to show you, man, that there is a lot of promise in terms of what the Saints are doing on the defensive side of the ball. But it is glaringly obvious 
that the problem with the Saints is is on all, they're averaging 15 and a half points a game, family. That's 25th in the NFL. That is terrible, man. It's awful. And then you got players telling you, hey, man, guess what? I don't know what's going on. I don't uh, you might go talk to Marvin Gaye because he might tell you better than I can because I don't know what's going on. And then your head coach says, no staff changes. So in the end, what, what happens here? What, what, you, what, what happens here for us here? Uh, the reality is we it, times can get a little difficult over the next couple of games. And I'm not trying to paint a dark picture for the family members, but these are adverse times. Like these are times when adversity strikes your team. This is when this stuff's supposed to pull you together or pull you apart. That's how it works. Everybody get tested. Like the old saying says, no one avoids the schools. No one avoids the schools, meaning the tests and the, uh, what is it? I call it a uh, training. I don't even riff. I, I, in my mind, I've kind of taught myself to look at life's adversities as training. That's how that's that's my mindset, like going forward, because I'm going to you're going to see obstacles because that's how we learn that if you are strong enough to go through the, these obstacles, which are not really obstacles, but stepping stones. If you're able to conquer these things and they become stepping stones for you, it'll put you on a whole nother level. And when you get to that another level, you got to remember new levels mean new devils because they got enough. When you get there, you got to conquer that one, too. It's like the, how the games are designed. You don't get to the next level until you, you beat the boss of the board. That's usually some major obstacle that you have to face down. If you're stronger than it, you conquered it and you move to the next level. That's how it go. Those who can't. You won't get there. You'll be forced to go on a continuous loop until you have whatever you find, whatever you need to find to get to that next level. That's how it works. That's people get frustrated, man. I've, you know, they get frustrated because they feel like they're going in a loop. And really, you're not designed to do that. You're not supposed to be in a loop. You're supposed to be in a spiral. You're always supposed to be spiraling up. It's a spiral. A loop means it's closed and you are going around in a circle and that's when you be getting frustrated because you don't have that jewel, that key that you need to get to that next step. And you'll keep going around in that loop until you find what you need to find and make whatever corrections you need to make in your per- in your character or find whatever you need to, to, to know to get you to that next level. That requires meditation. That requires prayer. That, that requires those things. Even some fasting, you got to get to that. You get that key. You, you the, the most high give you that jewel and then you use it to get to that next level. So is that what we dealing with our saints? They do have a spiritual uh, overtone to them. They're called the saints and they do go through some adversity. So perhaps Demario Davis was probably the most powerful spiritual person in that building. Maybe it's time for him to start using some of his uh, prowess in terms of his spiritual acumen. To help these guys get to the next level and help them galvanize because these are the tests that come to test us all. So hopefully our saints have that ability to see that and be able to beat it and go to the next level. Because, listen, the new the next two games are against two teams that are not even playoff teams. They're not where the people thought they weren't. But the Patriots right now who benched their quarterback, they got blew out by the Cowboys last Sunday. They'll they'll be welcoming you this week. And then next week, you'll go to Houston to take on the Texans who beat the brakes off the Steelers. 
So it's you, these are some interesting tests that we'll have to figure out whether or not they'll win or not. And anything's possible, family. They could find something. They could find a way. If they're serious enough and they really want it, they'll find a breakthrough. That's how it goes. They really, you got to really want it. And right now they don't. It could change. It could change in this next game. We'll see. That's the real. That's all I got. Right, so anyway, with that being said, family, get ready to get out on that. Listen, I appreciate y'all for listening to me tonight. It's always one o'clock in the morning. I'm going to cut y'all loose and let y'all get y'all some rest. Let y'all start y'all Tuesday. Just a little reminder for the family members to let y'all know tomorrow on Patreon and our uh, YouTube membership family will be welcoming in a reporter from the Boston Globe that covers the Patriots. The man been doing covering the Patriots for over 16 years. So we're going to get some good game from him tomorrow breaking down and previewing the saints and the pats that'll be on our patreon and youtube membership family so if y'all want to know anything about that please feel free to go in the description section below and hit the link tree it'll give you that information or simply join here at the page or go to patreon.com forward slash the pro media network that's patreon.com forward slash the pro media network and you know join up we are movement man we got contributors writing articles from the who that daily.com covering the saints the pelicans uh, LSU, college football, college basketball, uh, boxing, which is really active. A lot of great things going on and we're just growing, fam. We're just growing. So if you want to be a part of that, help us out, you know, share our articles and share the articles of the contributors, man. It's the community growing, man. We're not corporate. We're grassroots and we're doing this thing without any corporations, man. So, I mean, we could use your help. If you could share our articles, we'll be much appreciated in St. Groups and stuff like that. Just like you share the ESPN people. Think about the community that's coming up with you. So with that being said, let me get out on that. Listen, I appreciate y'all so much. And I love y'all, man. Y'all keep your heads uh, and your minds open. Stay positive. I know we having some difficulty with the saints, but remember, these are the times that test us all, that test us all. And it'll make our team either strong or to rip it apart. But we'll be here to bear witness to whichever road they take. So we hopefully they'll choose the right one and do what they're supposed to do. Much love to the fam. I'm going to at y'all tomorrow. Much love. Peace. Yeah. Boogie like Benson. I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Long as I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose all winning, I'm a who that. Sports coma, yeah. This is where we do that. 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 Boogie like Benson. I'm a who that. I'm a who that. This is where we do that. Where we do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Somebody please better help. Running this thing like elf. Thank God every day I'm not a felt. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon get flipped. Been marching in. That was way for the ring. I was yelling out your shame for the championship. Fucking on town. Duck down. Falcons pluck get shut down. Panthers ain't much touchdown. The vision really belong to us now. So much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell the crooked referees on Roger Goodell. Yeah. like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose all winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. You're listening to the sports coma with Big Q and the guys on the PRO Media Network.
platform's store where you can go and buy all the latest merch to support the platform. Available at the Pro Shops, we have dozens of hundreds of products available for you and your family. Unisex tees for men and women, hoodies and sweatshirts, tank tops, kids and baby items, long sleeve tees, mugs, pillows, wall art, bath bedding, face masks, phone cases, stickers, bags, fanny packs, socks, hats, and many other items. Please feel free to check out the Pro Shops. The link is in the description section below. TheWhoThatDaily.com That's right, TheWhoThatDaily.com Your one-stop shop for everything New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Pelican, LSU Tigers, even the top flight boxing news. So if you're a Who That and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team, TheWhoThatDaily.com is your site. TheWhoThatDaily.com for the sport Who That in all of us. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.